everybody welcome to episode 14 of bruisers breakdowns and beards it is monday december 21st 2020 uh it is almost christmas tis the season so happy holidays to you and everybody out there uh, i am your host michael reed i'm kevin happy toyotathon everybody and as always with michael and with kevin is there mental heartthrob dallas cade hello gentlemen hi buddy how are you how are you guys doing i've I always get pissed off at those commercials. The Toyota commercials. Who the fuck buys somebody a car? And, and like, who has the 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 commitment you have to make to get like to like sign a, a a you know a lease or sign a loan or whatever for a car just to have it you know show up in the driveway on Christmas morning <laughs> with a big fucking bow on it. It's like Dude. who who makes that commitment as a surprise like. I'm, fuck you! I can barely buy point. dinner. I don't know a real life person that's actually done that. It's a good point. I, I mean, um, I'm sure somebody has, and they're asking the questions that nobody's asking, Mike. Yeah, we're we're the people who look at a $600 stimulus payment and like, hey, I could do some stuff with that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I wish I could just wad it up and shove it up my, you know, near senator's ass, but you know. <sighs> Wow. These are tough times. So I got oh to do it. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> yep. Merry Christmas. This, yeah. Now this the SNL ran a skit just like that in this like in this latest episode. They were like, they bought it was a Lexus or something like that. And she's the wife's like, Why did you do this? You've been unemployed since twenty nineteen. <laughs> and he's right? like, Well, you know, I you know, I thought it'd be a good idea. She's like, You're day drinking. You know, just like they just completely <laughs> turn the commercial around and it's just amazing. And then the neighbor comes by and that. he's like He's like, I nice new car. Hey, remember that five grand you asked me to loan you like last week? What's up? <laughs> you know, and just like stuff like that. And it's like that's the perfect, that's the real commercial right there. I haven't I haven't seen that yet. I'll have to find that. But yeah, it's it's the thing has always bugged me. It's like it's a big commitment buying mm-hmm. a car. Yes, it is. And you're gonna go through all that shit as a surprise for your spouse Fuck because that. they're gonna have fucking questions. Yeah, especially in this day and age, all of a sudden, like your phone goes off because you got a credit check unknowingly. (laughs) You know, you're like, "What happened?" So, oh oh, man, you know, somewhere there's a there's a car marketer that's like, "Way to kill the fucking kayfabe!" Right? (laughs) Way to you kill the business. You're messing with her. (laughs) Now we're gonna have the Jim Cornette of car dealerships fucking getting heat with us. Would his wife be the loan officer? Uh, oh, well, that's, that's a, well, mm. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Toyota-thon, everybody. Happy Toyota-thon. Get yourself that's, an the only, that's the real holiday we're celebrating yeah, here, folks. All the time. Beats Honda days. Here at 3B. <laughs> Does beat Honda days. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ford's just sitting over here like, hey. Ford's like, we, our cars turn on. <laughs> this is coming from a Ford owner, by the way, so. Yep. Ford, sponsor us. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Give it, so they nice fix my us. car for free. Right. I will shave your logo into the back into my back hair. Be like a goldenpalace.com <laughs> thing. See, that's where Chevy would be easier for you, though. It'd just be that, you know, it was like that. Yeah, but easy. then I got to drive a Chevy and I don't do that. So, mm-hmm. unless they're going to be just throwing down Camaros my way or something. You know, I said go multiple because, like- you know, I, I, I want multiple Camaros. Got a flex. One bro. for each season. Flex. Yeah. What's the, fleet What's of the point in having one Camaro in 2020? Right? You know? Multiple. That you just yeah, combine you the horses. Have at horse least power. two. Yeah. You know, no his and her. Two. 
Speaking of Camaros, I, I have to share this story. It's, it, there's not much of a story to it, but um, you know, this past weekend I celebrated my my birthday. Happy um, birthday. Yeah, thank you. So we we had a a nice socially distanced get together at my sister's, uh, where we celebrated Christmas with uh, because her, her kids will go to their, you know, uh, their dads for the holidays, or whatever. And uh, so my dad came, and we just did this little you know, uh, Christmas and birthday get together. So my dad's present to my sister and I, he presented us with these USB flash drives and he had found like VHS tapes of recordings of us when we were kids, like in the mid to late eighties and put all this stuff on a flash drive for us, which is you know, really awesome. cool. So it's, it was really fucking weird seeing me as like a six year old. But one of the examples is we were at a friend's birthday party at a McDonald's uh, we were trying to figure out which McDon- local McDonald's it was. It was probably up in Clay Como, we think. Uh, but uh, we're not 100% sure. Pinpointing, all seeing, right? Right? It was weird seeing all the old, like, Camaros and, like, pickup trucks and shit. Hell yeah. And and old, you know, like, Chevy Monte Carlos in the parking lot. Also, it was really weird to see what, like, McDonald's employees had to wear back in the mid-'80s. It was just this <laughs> weird get-up and this poor woman having to like wrangle all these kids for a McDonald's birthday party was just, Ugh. it was mind blowing. Oh but, yeah. I back mean, when like every McDonald's had like that weird playground play thing in the back corner. The uh, man, there was always the, piss in the, in the, like the ball pit. <laughs> it's never, it, it never was good. Which McDonald's you're, no man. I'm talking about like the, the uh, God, what's the sheriff's name? Oh, shit. I can't, I don't know Mayor why McGee's? McDonald's. Yeah, is it, no, was it the mayor? I don't think there was, was a sheriff. Officer. Was there a sheriff? I thought there was a police officer one. There was I don't a know. there was a burglar one there. Yeah, well, I the guess yeah. If you have Hamburglar, you gotta have yeah. like a, you have to have the uh, the hero of the story. I don't I don't know all the characters of the McDonald's cinematic yeah, universe. The, but <laughs> the you could climb up in, and you could like run around inside of the hamburger. It was all like bars and stuff. So wait, would that like if it's not like if the cop is handling shit? Would that what would Ronald McDonald be in this scenario? Would he be the heel or would he be like the face? Like is he is he like the uh, shit? Is he like the Joker of the McDonald's verse where he's kind of like secretly he, like chaotic? He definitely was the fiend of the time. <laughs> he's he just shows he's up kind of like he's kind of like the dude who narrates in The Great Gatsby where he's like not important at all, but he's <laughs> just the guy that tells the story. Okay. I like that. Although when you said the fiend, I immediately thought of a franchise like people just working their shift, and all of a sudden the lights go down like, tush, tush. And, then like and one employee looks at the other and is like, "Oh shit, Ronald's here!" <laughs> the lights come back up, and he's like right in someone's face. The the drive through you know screen just says, "Let me in." <laughs> he's coming through with a it's a bucket of nuggets instead of like the lamp. <laughs> Oh god damn Fuck why yes. how, how did we get here? Well, we got here because Randy Orton proved that he's the Burger King because he likes his burgers flame broiled oh my by god. setting the fiend on fire. <laughs> oh so, what a hell of a way to wrap this shit back. You know, that right was wow. that was pro level shit right there. Thank You've you. been practicing. That was... <laughs> uh... <laughs> yes. That's oh, that's the man. way to end the year. Wow, that's the uh, best one. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> that was one good. so far. 
by a yeah. mile. <laughs> Fuck. So yeah, so TLC happened this weekend. Yeah, I didn't get to see a lot of it, but I did see that Randy Orton and the Fiend. Randy Orton, I guess, is just the arsonist in <laughs> WWE. Like yeah. I feel like any fire setting issues we have throughout WWE history should be attributed to Randy Orton. How um, is it not him and Seth Rollins just having just an arson fight? Just it's well, a gasoline Seth fight. Rollins, Seth Rollins is just flipping tires all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> uh, CrossFit <laughs> Jesus. I'm sure, I'm sure there's some some old vignettes that have just a random tire laying around. Is that your and idea Seth of what CrossFit Rollins. Jesus is? He just flips tires all the time. I don't know. That's a, it's part of CrossFit, isn't it? Like the flipping the tires. I mean. I, <laughs> I don't know. So like junkyards have been doing junkyard workers have been doing CrossFit for years. What the fuck CrossFit is? I just know CrossFit's like it's like tool. It's like working out without like weights and shit. You're just like using (laughs) natural (laughs) hardcore parkour. No, no, that's not quite it. Uh, Parkour and flipping tires. That's all CrossFit. Parkour and flipping tires. I don't think tire flipping is specifically a CrossFit thing. I mean. I don't think it's exclusive to CrossFit, but uh, I know that CrossFit people definitely also use weight. <laughs> I see. I don't believe you. I, I haven't seen a CrossFit. I don't know exactly before. what does and doesn't fall in the parameters of uh, CrossFit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> I just wanted to double check real quick to see if you were like your idea of CrossFit was, well, he flips tires. So that's how he gets so jacked. Tires, that's how he like gets a cross. Rope. It's a cross flip. <laughs> He's just carrying totally the giant cross over his back. <laughs> that's how you get to down the streets that's, of oh, Davenport. <laughs> Goddamn! Just hauling this big. Cross. That's really CrossFit, yeah. Yeah. So Bray Wyatt's on Bray Wyatt was on fire, right? For for real, and then uh, for fake because like there was a point where Bray Wyatt got fucking RKO'd while on fire. So that has that to be so cool. one of the craziest RKO's to ever exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be up there. I'll give him credit for doing something that everybody was like, Oh shit. Like that was cool. Everyone went well, into this match going. They, I don't think anyone expected this to be the, as good as it was. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. I also yeah. didn't know that that was going to be the main. So I was like, Oh, okay. They're... Yeah. I, I just like it kind of, it kind of led me to believe that something crazy was going to go on, but I did not think that a man was going to be burned alive. <laughs> how my question is, I don't know how long has the uh, fiend been wrestling with like normal lighting again? Cause I remember when he was wrestling, it used to be all red. So, oh, they had to get away from that really quick because people were pissed off at the all. They couldn't, they couldn't see the all red like in the ring. Remember when they did Hell in a Cell with the red like Hell in a Cell ring, uh, cage? Yeah, and then did that match, and people were watching it up from home and were like, "What the? They're fuck like, is I can't going on see. my TV." Yeah, yeah. The, the fiend hasn't the fiend hasn't done yeah, a whole lot of matches this year. No, but the ones that he has done, they haven't done the the red lights. Okay. Now he still carries around the lantern made from his Bray Wyatt head, which is just awesome. I love it. Yeah. Like seeing that, that in person that was really cool. cool when we went to yeah. SmackDown or what, what I think it was like SmackDown where they had a whole, it was funny because that was the way they got people to stay uh, was they said, stick around for a special Bray Wyatt or the fiend match. And so they got, they made you sit through like, I think it was like SmackDown and two Oh five live. 
And then it ended up being like, yeah, it was like a two minute Bray Wyatt versus the Miz, <laughs> like squash match. Baby but everyone just, Miz, yeah. yeah, but everyone was there for that entrance, man. It's so cool. Oh, yeah, that was like the five minutes he was babyface. You're right. Yep. And then he went back to Miz and Morrison. Oh, I love it. So glad they went back. <laughs> well, I don't love that uh, we have another failed money in the bank cash in, but you yeah, know, that was a bummer. It's whatever. <laughs> it feels like they've swung the pen, the pendulum. Like it used to be like a, you cashed in, it was a guaranteed win. Now they're trying to make it seem like it's like a, you know, oh, there's no way they're going to win. Which yeah. is stupid, in my opinion. It's really terrible. Yeah, especially they already robbed Baron Corbin of it. Like, if you're not sure about a guy, why would you put yourself in a position where you're, I don't know, it just, ugh. It it does nothing but uh, highlight your own booking incompetence. I was going to say, well, you're going to tell me, you know, WWE has some some creative issues? (laughs) I mean, I'm not a booking savant. I'm not creative genius guy. I'm not going to do that, but uh, it definitely doesn't look good when, like, I don't know. I can think of three times now off the top of my head where the money in the bank specifically, they were just kind of like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Because they started off, they gave it to uh, Otis, and then they, like, handed it off to someone else. That's when they got it to the Miz, didn't they? Like, it went from Otis to the Miz. Which sucks because Otis was hot, man. Yeah. Yeah, he still is in my heart. <laughs> He's hot in my heart. They're, but yeah, he doesn't have the momentum. Well, we're not we're not talking about his sex appeal, Kevin. We're oh, talking we're... about you know. Oh, that too. On TV. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? So, it's funny. I think I, I did hear something that this was. I think the second or third latest date for a WWE pay per view, like you know, by by the end of the year kind of thing. I want to uh, say they did. One on like the, oh, I need to find that tweet, but it was new it's a big Revolution. deal that it was like this close before you know the new year. Um, yeah. so of course it seems like every time we get to the end of the year, there's just this big discussion of like what WWE did wrong this year, how they can get things better, and ratings are always dipping at this time of the year, leading into the WrestleMania push. Um, so I think we're gonna you know we we haven't done a lot of WWE discussion. On this sh- uh, on our show, mm-hmm. we've done some, but not a lot. Yeah, yeah I would say I don't you know. know. I feel I'm like we've done like, it quite a bit. I mean, if I had my my way about it, we would hardly ever talk about it. But you know, you gotta gotta go talk about what what the people watch. So yeah, there are some people that watch WWE. So yep, you know, I gotta, gotta show you guys some independent wrestling. We're right? Still out there. Yeah, few and far between. Um, so there there have been some interesting tweets, and and Dallas here brought one to our attention. <sighs> Uh, that I'd kind of buzz by, but he he made some some really interesting points. So I think we're gonna start there, um, and I'll just pull it up here for you, video folks. You're like, why is he not paying attention to this? But it's not true. I am um, <laughs> at WrestleMania. I didn't even see what the, the Twitter handle was. Yeah, I love that. Um, had had put out a a tweet. Things that could help WWE in 2021, uh, and was kind of kind of cover some of these uh, there's 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 a 14 point thread oh god there were more tweets i did not see yeah Yeah, so he brought 14 points so i'm just gonna run through them first and then we'll just kind of tackle them as as we feel fit 
Um, sure. Because because I do have some issues with some of these. Because if we try to go one, one at yeah, a time, don't get, yeah, they're not, it's not That's a the show. <laughs> it's not yeah, a one. Exactly. Th- he's not. He doesn't have a one thousand batting average. Yeah, it's not perfect here, but uh, um, you know, he said one. No more yes men, aka Bruce Pritchard. I have problems with that. Number two, uh, Triple H is raw creative director. Number I mean, three, yeah. stop on and off pushes. Uh, yeah, ugh, on and off pushes. Number four, raw to two hours. Uh, he says that's a network decision, though. Number five, abandon the 24 7 gimmick. It's run its course. Uh, number six, fewer pay per views. Number seven, cliffhanger endings. Well, yeah. Number eight, bring back authority figures. Brands need that purpose to separate them and add continuous competition. Oh, my God. It's, I need to get to the end of this list right now. Uh, number nine, no more gimmick pay-per-views. The element of surprise and meaning of these matches has been severely diluted. Number 10, making the Money in the Bank winner more important. Uh, number 11, NXT superstars as free agents. Number 12, give us bigger summer storylines. I mean, there's a, it, the ratings dip. That's why they, they don't do it. Um, number 13, bring Vince back as an on-screen character. Oh, God. Nah. I, I wish I'd – you're lucky I didn't read these beforehand. I would just cut, cut down yeah. on this. Number 14, stop relying on legends. Uh, yeah. Um, as he says, bring Vince back as an on-screen character. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I sh- well, okay. I have not read through this before, oh, so I'm, I'm – There's a lot. Yeah. And when I said this, I think when I put, when I sent this to you guys, I was like, there's a lot to digest here. Like we could literally take this one tweet and do the entire mm-hmm. show on that, but, or I don't think we're going to do that. No, um, no, that's right. So, so this is, this is the bruisers, breakdowns and beards edition of how to fix WWE. <laughs> Cause we know better. Cause yeah. right. Cause we can solve the problem. Cause we totally know what goes on. I've watched enough back doors. in the day to know. Yeah, yeah my diploma is from the school of the hard knocks so that would that would mean i i would have to be the raw booker kevin would have to be the smackdown booker and dallas would be our our star universal champion that would have to hop on both shows on smackdown i gotta look at the roster <laughs> that's how well, you fix okay this. i guess okay. i'll start with like yeah. Are there any of these that stand out to you guys as particularly good or bad suggestions? Um, I'm going to say right now, number eight, bring back authority figures is the worst possible idea. That well, is such a terrible fucking idea. Here's, here's where I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You okay. are immediately thinking like 2014, 2015, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon authority figure. I, um, and I think there's somewhere in this thread that he talks about it. Um, William Regal's role as general manager in NXT is what every show needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way they yeah. use him in that role, like specific, like he's a matchmaker. He kind of, you know, if things are getting too out of line, he's going to put a stop to it. He's running the show, you know, like like that kind of stuff. Um, I do think there's definitely a place for that. And you can see how it would kind of help, you know, some of their show make sense just on a week by week basis. Cause like, especially with, I, I noticed it while we were watching TLC, one of the angles going into the pay-per-view was literally that they've had a bunch of matches together over and over and over, over the recent weeks. And it's like, dude, yeah, you're, you're pointing out one of your problems and turning it into a storyline. Like, okay. 
Um, they fought each other the enough, so they earned this pay-per-view spot. <laughs> yeah, and like one of the ways you can break that up is by having like a general manager type role, uh, a matchmaker type role, where like his authority goes above anybody, any active wrestler on the roster or hers. Um, you know, can make matches either like I think we all know the meme that you know. Teddy Hart come or not Teddy Hart, uh, Teddy Long coming out saying you're going one on one with the Undertaker, mm-hmm. holla holla holla. Like, <laughs> there's a reason we meme on that now. You know, it's because it stuck to us and it was kind of like, oh, it was kind of, I don't know, it was a little bit of like iconic to that era. That kind of yeah. stuff. There's a reason that kind of stuff stuck with us. You know what I mean? So, I think if you're going to do authority figures right, they have a very welcome place especially right. in that format. You're right. I agree. I th- I think if you have an authority figure who's there to steer the ship, absolutely. And I think that's what William Regal does. He, but there was, like you said, there was a time there that the literal capital authority figures were like the main villains of the show. Right. And I think that's the worst when, when right. the, when the general manager has some sort of affiliate or they can be heelish. They can, but if if they're making decisions that aren't for the betterment of the show, then they, they it doesn't make fucking sense why they're there. Like mm-hmm. when the authority would come out and insult the audience, it's like with no audience, what the fuck are you doing? Like that's like I get it. You're trying to be get heat. I understand that, but why do you exist if if you're trying to alienate the audience? Like that doesn't. I don't right. know. And you can only, there's only so much, especially nowadays, there's only so much you can do with that, uh, with that being your story. Like it's kind of played out. So yeah, if, it, like, if, if you're going to do it right, then yeah. So a general manager type role is more than a welcome addition to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, agreed. Let me see. Uh, you know what? I, the first one, talking about yes men as far as like Bruce Pritchard. I don't think Bruce Pritchard's a yes man. He's left the company like three or four times now because he's not a yes man, but he is somebody who has stuck in a certain style of, of putting on a show. Like, you know, there's there, you can tell when it's like a Bruce Pritchard, like joke or when it's a, um, you know, there, I, I mean, trying to think i haven't watched in so long i can't really think of a great example but there are some he's into a lot of like goofy gimmicky shit and so the 24 7 stuff probably I, mm, i'm trying I don't to think know, of man more, like, stupid i, I feel like i've heard him on at least a couple occasions especially because you know most people nowadays will think on something to wrestle with and uh, there have been more than one occasion where I've kind of basically listened to Bruce kind of sell the pitch to somebody because Vince wanted them to do it. And like, you know, like a talent or a writer or even Conrad would be like, now, come on, that's got to be bullshit. And then Pritchard has, you know, kind of like the stoogy bullshit answer to kind of like, Oh well, now come on, you know, like you're just, just you got to think about it, you know. Look at it this way, and uh, maybe so because because Vince, you know, depending on who you ask, Vince is known for like, and you know, people like even Undertaker have said this. 
Uh, if you walk in there with an idea that you absolutely hate, you'll leave loving that idea and feeling really good about it because Vince can just, Vince just has a way of somehow, you know, pitching that stuff. And I think especially with as much as Bruce has worked with Vince and worked for Vince, some of that is probably rubbed off. And some of that is kind of, you know, we're all products of our environment. So however long Bruce was, you know, in that process and under that learning tree, it's just however that the deeper ingrained he is into that style or that method i guess i I don't yeah and i don't get me wrong i'm not in there so i can't sit here and be like oh yeah pritchard's a yes man pritchard's a stooge whatever but i but like the show definitely needs to not be as catered to an audience of one i agree with that yeah and i mean that was something else that was uh somebody else had had tweeted about but I, I couldn't find the original article to attribute it to but there's been some discussion that that you know the wwe needs to do more to cater to an adult audience which unfortunately i think usa them, network think, told them that was it was it the network okay yeah ne- the um, network was like dude you guys gotta do something here we need the attitude so, era back silk stop yeah, all the headlines on, on the dirt sheets were like attitude era in 2021 what yeah which I, I don't think that's the move because I, I look at what AEW it does and it's not, it's not perfect. It won't be. But they're, they, not, they're not going to, they're yeah. like, don't get me wrong. It's WWE. So they're going to try something racy, you know, something that's yeah, kind of like, exactly. ooh, but Raw I don't. Underground's <laughs> going to have a sequel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Kev, which one of these, uh, if any, stick out to you? I mean, a lot of them do, but the big one, I mean, man, I agree with less pay-per-views. Uh, and also less themed pay-per-views because of the fact, like, once again, every once in a while, when when somebody, you know, like two tag teams or two factions have a hair up their ass, and then you get, you know, William Regal coming out like super just old man, angry dad, and just goes, War Games! You know, it's not like every three months, or it's not like a particular time of year. It's just like, he just gets pissed off one day and just yells War Games, and it happens. And I think that needs to happen more in wrestling. There needs to be more unpredictability. There needs to be a random ass raw with a cage in it. You know, like, you know, that's when people tuned in, you know, when there was random shit like that's that. That's true. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't do what SmackDown. Oh, excuse me. Don't do what SmackDown is doing this week and have the same guys who fought in a TLC title match a, less than a week later fight in a steel cage match and no sell the entire TLC match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't do that. But yeah weekly tv needs to have more variety on their shows in well, like their stipulations and stuff like that like what aew um, is doing less pay-per-views more tv stuff yeah so they're I doing more events like that and they're having more television events and nxt mm-hmm. was following suit too you know with their halloween havoc yep. specials and stuff like that that's so, one of the things yeah. i really like about what both of those brands have been doing is mm-hmm. like the stuff like that like the the two night or two week fighter fest thing yeah where they had like two pretty solid cards for both weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff was cool because it gave you a, oh, this isn't like every other week of television vibe, but it wasn't a pay-per-view and exactly. you didn't have to pay for it. So it was like, you know, it was it hit that sweet spot. And I personally, I don't think WWE is going to lighten their pay-per-view schedule. I no. think they've just either done it this way for so long or it's worked out so well for them in this period of time they've been doing it that they're going to kind of stick to it well they've got the network um, but i to do think for the, now so. the, the themes for the uh like the gimmick matches need to go like only use them when 
a storyline or a feud calls for it. If mm-hmm. that's like the, if that's the blow off match you want to have with that feud, do it. Don't do a full card of them. Don't, don't put a entire pay-per-view focused around this one stipulation because then it's like, you know, we all, we've talked about it all before, like, Oh, it ruins the novelty. And then it, you know, it's not spontaneous and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, I think that's a, that's like one of the tweaks I would make is I don't think they're going to go with less pay-per-views, but they definitely need to take away the hell in a cell pay-per-view and the TLC pay-per-view money in the bank, I think can stay just because it's a, it's at a really good spot now Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's like right after mania. So I think that one's okay because they're trying to make that like the fifth biggest one of their year, you know? Mm -hmm. So what I think they should do with money in the bank, just on a personal, I think they should have it at a timely time like that, maybe. But another thing, what happens is what if someone cashes it in early, then we have to wait another year for another money in the bank. I think there should be a constant money in the bank. So say someone cashes it in, then the next month they'll have a money in the bank match to determine the next money in the bank contender. That way it'll keep whatever champion on their toes at all times. Like, I think that would be a great idea, you know, and that way once and it's not quite the 24 seven, you know, hilarity it, because it's only one person trying to cash in, but it still creates that tense moment of like, after every match, it's like, could there be a cash in? No, it's not the worst idea. Um, the only thing I, th- I think is we just literally were discussing getting rid of gimmick matches like that would that would make there be a, a consistent well maybe not consistent it would vary depending on person to person but I feel like if you you had like a string of bad luck and you had like four or five money in the bank matches in a year um, cash them in like a card get your punch card <laughs> right exactly um, yeah because then just, like you have to you have know, so many guys like if you want to have somebody cash in um, and you know whether they're successful or not then you immediately have to do another match. You have to be like, all right, who are we throwing in this match? Who do we want to win this match? Who do we have faith in that can potentially, you know, win the world title within the next calendar year? Like to constantly, I mean, they've, they've done, they've done the extreme of Seth Rollins carrying it around for, you know, a year and then cashing in at WrestleMania. Um, I just feel like they would do the other extreme of having, you know, somebody, uh, you know, if, if under those under those circumstances, I feel like there would be like a year where there'd be like five Money in the Bank matches. Um, yeah, you know, you know I, well, then, I mean, I'll, th- I'll throw this out there. Um, MPX Wrestling has an an awesome belt that they call their their Prospects title, and you win the belt, and then you have to win four defenses of that belt, and then I and maybe I'm getting the rules wrong here. Do you have to win four defenses and then? Uh, you can challenge for the MPX title. Oh, so it's like the NWA television title. Kind of. Like they did the Lucky Sevens thing where yeah. if you got seven defenses, then you could challenge for the world title. Yeah. That's cool. I like, like that. That's a good, yeah, and, I kind of like that rule. And you know, yeah. and it's it's like you it, it, you cash in the belt basically. Like you you yeah. cash it in <laughs> to fight that world title or the for the for the MPX title. And then Don't do an option process. C thing. Don't do that. Don't do an option C thing. TNA already did that. Oh, what was the option C? With the X Division belt. You know, like Austin Aries and Chris Saban cashing in. They you give up the X Division belt challenge for the world title. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, nah. Just so, it's been done. So I, I I think there there's there's some cool stuff that they could do, um, uh, without maybe having to do like you know, I don't know. There's I would like to see some more pomp and circumstance around the money in the bank because I do feel like it's been diluted over the last couple of years because like we were discussing it seems like people because are failing nobody succeeds in. anymore yeah yeah, yeah like, they, they're, they're all they, like it literally went from like a hundred percent ratio to now it's probably closer to 50 than it is to a hundred that's ridiculous yeah like i and i don't i don't know if it's this way for everybody but for me the takeaway is we have no faith in our guys yeah. Like that's what that means to me. Yeah. To me yeah. as a viewer, it's like we don't have any faith in our next in the new guys to kind of run the show. Right. If we won't let any of them success if we don't want any of them to successfully cash in, then it's like, okay, so you put it on a guy that you already know can find success like Miz. All right. Well, Miz is, you know, like he's kind of well, how how old is Miz now? Is he like Oh, he's like 38 now or Yeah, he's like getting up there. So, okay, well, you know, when Miz has his hot runs, people are, like, really behind the Miz, but, like, are you going to put him in the world title picture? Like, obviously not. They just had him fail to cash in last night. So, you know, it's – they. I don't I don't know. They just haven't utilized that role very well yeah. in recent years. Agreed. Um, I will say the idea of bringing Vince back is terrible. Yeah, they're, I don't agree with that whatsoever. They're they're in That's the position they're idea. in because of it. Um, I mean, the fact that they're like I said that they the thirteen and fourteen are the they contradict each other. They re, I mean, like like it or not, he's a legend because like it just it basically reminds people of the Attitude Era. No one's gonna see Vince out there and think anything less. I believe. Right. I mean, it's and I don't. I I really try not to disrespect Vince because I don't I don't know him personally. Yeah, I only know my perceptions of him from what I see publicly. Like I don't know, I don't know shit about him privately. Yeah, um, I know that from what I understand of his control of booking and creative, that I I feel like he's the reason WWE's been in the rut they've been in for the better part of a decade. I think every interesting thing they've they've attempted to do, it seems like he squandered just because he doesn't either he doesn't like it or doesn't he doesn't doesn't see the point in it when the audience does um i i do think he's really out of touch with his audience also man he's really old at this point like he's not he's just he's the attitude era was 20 years ago yeah like guys vince is just old Mm -hmm. like don't what's the what's the payoff to putting him on tv if any i mean who's nostalgia he's not gonna get stunned at this point like like you're gonna. Uh-uh. You're, he's not gonna take a bump. Yeah, and no, if he uh, is, yeah. you're gonna fear for the man's life. Right, right. Which he did a couple of years ago when fucking Kevin Owens headbutted him and fucking busted him open. Busted him open, and we were all like, "Oh shit, it's Vince!" You know, like that's not beating up an elderly dude. Is I mean, don't get me wrong. That doesn't some, make me want to cheer, guy. You know. Yeah, I don't think how the baby faces <laughs> beating the shit out of a guy <laughs> right? thirty years his senior. I don't think right? that's very baby face activity. I mean, you know, well, uh, one of the. One of the better ideas on this list to me, maybe the best, is Triple H as Raw Creative Director. Yeah, we've said that for years, man. It just honestly, makes sense. I feel like that's you know he kind of, he's because with with how it you know with all the stuff he's done with NXT ever since you know they started making it what it became what it's become now, which is its own two hour show on the network 
on USA Network, not just the WWE Network. Right. Nine ninety nine, brother. Um, <laughs> but like he has, and this is part of why I think uh, there is such an affinity for the way Triple H kind of runs the show. Is he's so educated on like the entirety of pro wrestling and the business and you know it's history as well as the current day you know with all the guys that he's around constantly with nxt um so he has the best of both worlds where he can take that vintage old school uh style of booking and uh storytelling with the weekly television format and all of that and apply it to the modern day style of, you know, in ring style of professional wrestling. And it, it has worked out pretty well for him so far. So if you were to apply that to raw, I don't see why it wouldn't work. Yeah. I agree. I mean, there's excellent, a lot you can do. Excellent response, Kevin. <laughs> no, because I mean, I'm sorry, because I'm I'm still I'm still taking it. But no, I agree with you. And there's, I mean, we can talk about it till the cows come home. That was one of our biggest complaints. It was just Mike and I was we talked about it, and we we're like, this can happen. It's, but it won't happen until Vince leaves. Because I love Triple H. Like I think he would be fantastic in that role. Like I mean, and, and you could tell, like you said, he's and he's got like such a trainer role to him too. Like. And the history, he knows everything. He's got a passion for the business. Like, it just makes sense. But mm-hmm. like I said, Vince just has a hard time letting go. And if you were if you were to do that, I feel like a lot of these other things uh, that we've listed off here would just kind of start happening. Like mm-hmm. uh, the one right below that, number three, stop on and off push, pushes. I kind of feel like that would happen, you know, if Triple H started taking over creative every week. Uh less you know cliffhanger endings that would probably start happening if if uh vince handed the reins to hunter like you'd start getting a bit more of a new style of their weekly storytelling right um you know other things that you have on here is like nxt superstars as free agents i don't know if you're gonna make that like a regular thing because that kind of ruins the oh shit the whole point of nxt because like Cause like what they did last year when they made chicken salad out of chicken shit with the Saudi Arabia thing and then putting NXT into Survivor Series, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that like every year. You know what I mean? You can't do that all the time. Um, but I feel like he'd be able to use it, you know, sparingly and in the right spots. Um, you know, bigger storylines during the summer, maybe less dips at, you know the low points of the year for ratings um, stop relying on legends kind of feel like that would also be a byproduct of a uh, triple H run television program. So, mm-hmm. you know, it uh, doesn't look like it uh, would be too bad of an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I man. Yeah. It's just, it would, work, it would work so much better that way. Like you know, it just pisses man, me off because yeah. like I because I just, you know it's what you want sense. you want them to succeed, and it pisses you yeah, off when they don't. Yeah, and that's the and the, the the frustrating part of all this is is, you know, in our the last iteration of our show, Kevin and I spent a year and a half just banging our heads against the wall about uh, the, the things that were frustrating us and mm-hmm. how they could do better. You know, at the end of the day, I just I just realized it's 
the, the type of show they put on is not for me. I'm out of their yeah. demographic. So it's like, I can sit here and, and ask for this type of storytelling and stuff, you know, all day, but it, that's not what sells action figures and that's not what sells mm. t-shirts to, you know, hot topic and wherever else they're, they're selling, right. you know, WWE merch. Like there's a lot that goes into it, especially when you're as big as they are now, it, but right. Yeah. I, I think the, the, the biggest problem I had is, the you know i i believe in the adult con not adult content such a weird phrase but it's like you believe in adult content huh well, let me tell you about <laughs> yeah, exactly. my only fans page brother <laughs> oh. um you know <laughs> kevin's like no please no, no. not again no. he keeps sending it to me we're, he keeps sending me the hey you up this. message Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you up? Uh, you know, I I think there's there's room for mature storytelling, and I think if you do that, you know, if it's cool, the kids will come for it. They'll they. That's how the yeah. NWO was. If something's cool, yeah, all over just, the place. Yep. But that wasn't a a kid like storyline or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, WCW wasn't that wasn't their thing, and kids still watched it. So yeah, you know making it and i get it there's there's I mean, dx section. too there was kids going to mind my high school going suck it yeah <laughs> and yeah. the the other side of this is you know w, wwe <laughs> does have shareholders to answer to and frankly they don't give a rat's ass what you're doing as long as you're printing money but and they ain't printing as, oh well, i guess they still are printing money. you know you're i mean they are but it's not not to what it should be and and the, the WWE is a brand. I bet you if you did one of those like studies with people of certain ages, like WWE probably is not the brand that it was, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. It, it's not, it's probably still one of those brands that's up there. Like, you know, McDonald's, like, uh, you know, recognizable brands. Right. Kind of thing. I mean, it's not but as recognizable as we that, think. Right. I mean, think about this. I don't think there's probably a younger audience who doesn't find it that way. Think about it this way, too. Sasha Banks, uh, when she got the role for. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. It was because of the Hot Ones episode, not because of WWE. And that's Right. right there. That tells you how popular WWE really is to people outside of the wrestling world. Like, obviously, to us, it's the, you know, it's the top, but we're wrestling fans. So. Yeah. yeah, we have to the, kind of the, take ourselves out of that real quick and realize that, you know, you've, you're trying to draw in. And this is something that, like, was a big deal with, um, you know, jer- the Journey guys when they would mm-hmm. talk about, you know, some like their goals when putting together the shows and, you know, long term image for Journey is they wanted to bring in new wrestling fans, people that either weren't anymore or had never really tried it, didn't know what it was, any of that. They wanted to make new wrestling fans and they didn't really want them to be fans of like wrestling as a whole. They wanted them to be journey pro fans. Yep. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where WWE finds themselves is they need to kind of like, you know, re uh, invigorate a widespread interest in their product and that's a really hard thing to do because you're never going to please anybody, especially now. Uh, yeah. But you, but like, yeah, there, there needs to be more of an appeal to uh, people, I guess, on the outside of the sphere, mm-hmm. people who aren't already in it. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of been proven, I think, especially now, especially with the year that 
we are about to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the people who have been sticking with them through, you know, a lot of stuff, they're starting to fall off. So, yep. you know, something's got, they got to do something. Yep. You know, we, we kind of, we kind of talked about this last week and I know there's not, I don't think there's a universe in which it happens, but you know, this is where me, I would say that WWE has, has operated in a silo for so long and in their own universe that I think it's time for them. People love them or hate them. I'm, I'm somebody who uh, has been a huge fan of the Marvel cinematic universe and the oh, billions of dollars, the billions of dollars that that has generated, and you're seeing it now in TV shows and shit. People are interested in woven stories, you know, referencing other stories and 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 honoring someone's investment. And you know, I mean, we'll we can talk about it a little later as far as like, you know, Mandalorian spoilers. But the Sasha Banks, I have half a mind to tell you, I don't think in two or three years Sasha Banks can be wrestling anymore. She doesn't need to. She's she's about to become. I I Ooh. venture guess. She would be Ooh. a star of a of a Star Wars TV series. That's the take of the show, on, right? On there. Disney Plus, I I agree. I love Sasha Banks. I don't I don't want her to go anywhere, but I bet you anything. Between all the shit that's that's gone on with with uh, pulling back on Twitch and all the uh, all the the stuff that WWE has done to kind of anger their their employees, like they're going looking for other avenues. John Cena's not around nearly as much, and granted. Well, I know he's a different example. Dude was around. He was a company guy for a long ass time, and now he's made the rock move. Right, like the movie. the Cena rock thing is kind of still it's the outlier, different. but mm-hmm. ultimately it does come down to the fact that they can't wrestle forever. They need to have you know something to either fall back on or something to do after their career ends or when they want to step away. You know, like they still you know. You don't want to be one of those guys that like hangs around too long and or, you know, God forbid you get hurt. You can't really wrestle anymore. It's like, all right, then what? You know, like it doesn't always end up like an edge where, you know, he's okay for nine years and then he can come back somehow, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's or Daniel Bryan, where he can kind of work in the company in an out out of the ring role uh, and then miraculously he can come back. It ain't always like that. You know, some people, they don't really apply to out to other roles um, within the business. So it's sure. kind of like, or, and some people, they don't, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. So it's like, at the end of the day, no matter how successful wrestling is, no matter how much money it makes you, uh, no matter how, you know, good your company is treating you, you got to have something else to do eventually. Like and you know, I, I don't blame her. No, no, not at all. For, not at all, for no. setting herself up and trying to build herself, let alone you know, kind of her career. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's kind of just one of those things where it's like, yeah, what else would you expect them to do? Yeah, I I just think they they. I didn't mean, cut you off, Kev. I was just gonna say, I I just don't think that they have done everything to keep. The talent that they have and to keep that talent happy oh no and don't just, get me wrong as somebody who like you know wants to go to places like that 
you know, those are conversations that I would have with them where I would bring that stuff up as an area of concern and be like, Hey man, like, what's the deal with this? Because don't get me wrong. I'm an outsider looking in. I don't have all the information. Um, but from my perspective, this is what it looks like. And it's a concern. So I, you know, if those conversations can't happen, if that's a dialogue that doesn't exist, I'm kind of left to my own devices as a prospective, you know, talent, employee, independent contractor, whatever. So that, that stuff matters too. I, and the, the other part is I feel like we have this conversation collectively as like wrestling fans of, and it, and it seems like WWE continues to just chug along. Like, I don't know how much longer they can keep doing what they're doing, but they don't For seem a long to, time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, it does, I feel like they've had enough people tell them what they should be doing and they just continue to do what they want to do and well, the ship continues to sink and they're just... I mean, because they're, they're still getting of, sponsors. It, I mean, that's the I thing. think to us, it sounds like they've had enough people telling them what to do because those people have been like wrestling fans for the longest time. Yeah. And it's like, don't get me wrong. You want to listen to your audience to a degree. Um, but ultimately, they're not going to do anything huge they're not going to make any big significant changes in terms of like structurally or functionally unless it's affecting their you know their upside negatively mm-hmm. they're not making as much money they're going to want to make more money so they're going to change in a way that can make them more money in terms of this year it's been you know the big firing spree they went on and then you know the the silver lining of not having live events uh, that's very cost effective for them. You know, like it's been kind of finding ways to admittedly skew the numbers a little bit um, in terms of money, which, you know, I'm not literate enough to get into details about that. Right. But long term, you know, like now in, in the, in, in this very immediate window of time, you know, the last couple of weeks or so, the networks are complaining and like they're complaining to a point like everybody's figuring out about it like hey man the networks are complaining that's they don't really do that a whole lot so mm-hmm. for them to have a complaint now we can start to maybe expect something to yeah. change i mean fox you know god what was that five billion dollars that they they paid for the, the, the rights to smackdown and Oh, something they've, ridiculous! They've yeah. not gotten the least three billion. Bit. I think it was three billion. Three billion. I don't think it was as high as five. And then, like, I thought the total maybe the total was five between Fox and then well, USA. I don't know. I can't. I'm sure it's that story was years ago, so I don't have those numbers right in front of me. It wasn't um, that long ago. I think they they started with Fox what 2019. You know, mm-hmm. I have not watched a single episode of SmackDown since it moved to Fox. Really. We were no, on Smackdown's it. been uh, Smackdown's on the, the upswing, admittedly. Yeah, like, I, sm- like I'm pretty sure Smackdown is like, like hanging around at a higher number on average than Raw is. Yeah, and yeah. When you like, been, in terms of, in terms of like the stuff that I see without watching every single week, Smackdown seems to look like they have a lot more interesting things going on, especially with like Roman doing his thing right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, uh, obviously. You know, that's what you want when you're in when you're a company like that is you want one of your big things that draws people to your show to be your top guys. And like in terms of Drew and now Roman, they've hit both times this year. So like that's good for them. 
But like, you know, when things pick up again, the numbers have to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can only blame the pandemic for so long. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, so. like, if anyone though had a if a positive twenty twenty for their wrestling career. Holy shit, Roman Reigns. <laughs> of of Dude, all the years to yeah. turn. <laughs> like, I was just yeah. thinking of that. Like, especially last night, like, he was just on fire. But, like, lately, like, this new Roman Reigns is, like, this is what the people wanted all along. This is what they expected out of a shield Roman Reigns, where he was more of, like, this fucking brooding badass than it was the suffering succotash Roman Reigns we got. It was, like, the uh, wish version of Roman Reigns. So, I'm really glad we got what we got. But it's, like I said, this year was probably... Really good for him, at least. A little bit. I, I just... There have been a lot of guys individually that have had a great 2020. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, pretty Sasha, sure WWE would consider themselves to have had a pretty good 2020. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're making... They're profiting the hell out of it this year. And it's... So I, I don't know. Good on them with that, the Thunderdome that, idea, too. That was a cool idea. Like, that, having the like kind the, of live audience there. I mean, I think that's yeah. the best they could do with what, you know... What, with, the with their budget. Yeah. It was a welcome change for sure. Yeah, it was a step yeah. in the right direction for it him. It beats the first couple of weeks where it was literally people just shouting promos to like empty chairs. That was awkward. It yeah. beats mania in front of no one. Yep. Yeah. Which it, it just dead silence. Yeah. Mania in the performance center is was just a trip. Yeah. Um what a yeah, wild year, y'all. Yeah, I know. We'll have a we'll have a like a kind of a, I don't even know how we're going to really recap year in review. Yeah. We'll we'll have something. It's, it's probably not going to happen until like first week of January because we've got something cool coming up for next week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know what could get me to walk to tune into WWE again. I, I mean, I I'm, of, I'm interested if the Bray Wyatt thing. I want to see where they're going to go with this kind of like, are they going to rebrand the fiend or because I know he's not going to just fucking yeah. AJ Styles it and come back next week and be like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, we that got to can't WrestleMania? happen anymore. Yeah, you, you cannot do that anymore. By the time God. they threw Ray, uh, Baron Corbin through Ray Mysterio off a building. Was that- you know, what would have been so cool <laughs> if like. AJ did the thing where he came out from under the ring and he was still like dirty <laughs> and he was in the same clothes he was at Mania and he was just like just you know like he barely escaped the hole that he was buried in and he's just like holy shit and like that's not what happened he just showed no. up two weeks later on Raw and yeah. was like hi guys hi guys yeah yeah so uh, you know what would have been a really oh, cool heck. and once again hey, fantasy guys. booking would have been amazing if the Styles. fiend would have brought him back. If the fiend would have been did some kind of fucking shit and like all of a sudden like unburied AJ Styles. Hey, the Alexa Bliss angle with the fiend. Yeah, it's been like a that's been a high he note could have for built Raw a fucking in a faction. year with very few of them. Think of a faction with the fiend and AJ Styles, like AJ Styles being some kind of weird like goth fucking zombie dude or whatever, dude. or like how like AJ or how Alexa is. He sends AJ Styles through a time oh, wow. vortex and he turns back into like TNA mid 2000s AJ. Yes. And they have the footage. Didn't they buy like TNA, like impacts footage <laughs> no. or whatever? Some of it. I don't know. So, I yeah, mean, don't get me wrong. I don't AJ think footage. AJ would do some of the insane shit he did 15 no. years ago, but that'd be cool. <laughs> it would be funny. Just, I mean, like I said, they have so many ideas they could have ran with, but then here we are. They would rather just go, what, what? Or once again, Rey Mysterio, you know. So while we're on the, what do you, what do you got, Mike? 
Well, I was just gonna say, I, I, I don't think, I don't trust WWE's creative process at this point. So I don't think I would tune back in again, um, un, until they just did something that was unexpected. That they well, would, yeah. Let they me would. ask you then, what would it take? Truthfully, acknowledge AEW's existence and and work with them. Like, work with yeah, AEW. Yeah, I'm go fucking bring back the territories. Let's just fucking do it. Like it's time. I don't the WWE's we talked about this before their siloed universe I don't give a shit I've seen all, every matchup that they can't do anything new until they bring other people in like I don't give a okay. shit what outfit you put Braun Strowman in I've seen Braun and Roman fight you know however many times I've seen Roman and Kevin uh, Owens fight a dozen times like who cares like that's not what I'm I'm not that's not what I'm here to see I don't want to see the same shit in different wrapping. Now, again, there's issues with it. I know it's not going to happen, but you tell me Kenny Omega walks in on, on raw carrying the AEW title and points at AJ Styles and said, what's up? No, I know. I know it doesn't, but that's, but that's, I don't care what WWE does at this point. They've done their, so they they don't reach their ceiling. Let's, let's widen the scope a little bit before because i was gonna i was gonna shift to this can kind of all right this can kind of transition transition into the question i was gonna ask next because uh i want to kind of get some positive vibes going in here in terms of like the future of wrestling in wwe uh let's widen the scope a little bit in terms of wwe's in you know encapsulated universe part of that universe is in fact nxt Mm -hmm. and while the pandemic has brought a lot of things to a halt, time itself has not halted. Uh, there are a lot of NXT talent that are ready to come up. The reason they haven't yet is because they want to save that stuff for a live crowd, brother. I'm like Undisputed Era is going up in like in six months, calling it. That's not a very hot take, oh, yeah. but no, no, it's happening. Rhea Ripley wouldn't be surprised if she made the jump within six months. Uh, uh, if I thought about it, I could probably make the argument for a few more guys. And then you have guys who have been brought up this year that haven't done anything yet. Like Matt Riddle's on Raw, I think. SmackDown, uh, I think. Keith Wasn't Lee's he? on. Oh, he's on SmackDown? Crap. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> Keith Lee's on Raw. Like, that's real. Like, it's so crazy. Keith Lee got put on Raw, and everybody was like, "Oh shoot, he beat Randy Orton," and like now it's like, "Okay, Keith Lee's in the shuffle already." It's like, what the fuck, dude? That's they do it Keith every Lee. Call up. Every That's call Keith up. Lee, you know. And there's there's guys in there, man, that they just gotta do something with them. If they do that, it's gonna make their show feel a whole lot fresher. So, like, what? in 2021 do you look forward to like something that you can see happening that would be like you know oh this is a big this is a big deal a big step in the right direction a good positive momentum swing or uh something that might even get mike to watch wwe again um i i think if 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 you if they're keeping themselves siloed in which of course they will um and you're talking about the talent that they have there and they're not really bringing anybody else in or anything. Um, you know, I, 
I'd like to see maybe, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they can do anything, anything I can come up with creatively. I don't think they would do it. Just you and I are going to sit down together. And we are going to look at the I, entire roster and I'm going to open your eyes to the fact that <laughs> even after they let go of like 800 people, they still have so many dudes, yeah, man. My problem isn't my problem isn't the talent. My problem. Oh, I know your problem the isn't the talent, but what I mean is my problem is what like, they're doing. If they use said talent and they actually put them on TV and they start, you know, seeing how dudes work out and stuff, that can change up the entire complexion of the show on a week to week basis and in the bigger picture. Sure. There's so many dudes on there, man, that just need a good, either like a good feud or, a, you know, a good string of matches or just, they just need one thing. And it's like, if you like, I don't know. I feel like if you sat down and put your mind to it and looked at the roster and been like, oh, this guy's ready to pop off. This guy could pop off. This guy could be a top guy. This dude could run the show. Like dudes that haven't yet would be like, oh, all right. That's like a pretty big deal. That would severely change the identity of the show. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, I don't think there's a bad way for that to happen. I don't think if you change the identity of your entire show with, you know, the fresh faces you put on the show every week, I can't there's no way that can end badly in my in my brain. I don't know. I I I wish I had your optimism when it comes to them. I just don't. I it's just, not I've so much in in cynical. it's not so much in them themselves. It's the fact that you can't have the best roster in the world, which they do, and not put on good product. It's just not allowed. You know okay, I mean? okay. I'll put I'll put it through this way, because from my perspective, there was a, a big thing going on in sports Twitter this week because you know. Obviously, the, the Chiefs are destroying everybody, um, and, and the Jets aren't. And somebody had, somebody had asked on Twitter, if you put Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes on the New York Jets with right. everybody else that the Jets have, mm-hmm. how what would like what would the Jets' record be? And, you know, the, the, the guys were debating. They're like, well, you know, I think it was, it was the Yahoo NFL podcast I was listening to with, with Therese Paler, who I love very much. And they were asked that question. And and it was like, well, okay, Andy Reid would get them like eight wins and then Patrick would get them another one or two. So you're looking like 10 and six or something. That's Dude, how I feel. That's huge. That's a huge difference from one in 13 that they are right now. Um, that's kind of how I perceive WWE. WWE has all the talent in the world. They just, they don't have the leadership or at least the leadership that's in place is not, Ideal. So, it's, it's it's like it's like the Houston Texans. They have Deshaun Watson, who's this all-world quarterback, and he's got some role players around him, but they have no hardly any coaching staff, and that's why they're terrible. Well, it doesn't help when you trade away one of the best receivers in the league for nothing. But you know, well, okay. So let me try to let me. So that's so basically feel- what you're saying is like they have the team, they have the roster, they have the talent. Uh, it's the they system. May, it's the yeah, function. And, and it's Triple the staff. H maybe is the coach in waiting. The GM and coaching staff are just not working out. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. And I, I can agree Vince. with that. And I, I, no disrespect to Vince, but I just, I think 
I, I don't. I think he, he is. Well, this is like Dick. He is where his 90s. dad was when he took over. I honestly, I yeah, I honestly think that if Vince and I don't think Vince needs to step away completely uh, because I because he's not gonna. But I do think if he handed over, it's kind of like Bill O'Brien trying to be a head coach and a GM. Bill O'Brien is a head coach. Pretty good. Bill O'Brien is a GM. Uh-uh. Uh, you could kind of say the reverse with Vince is like Vince as a GM. He can run the team. He can bring you dudes like he can. He can draft well. He can bring in good free agents. But man, is he not a coach? He, yeah. he just his system is outdated in the new yep. offense of and the new rules and you know the new play styles his system just doesn't work in the league anymore uh so you got to bring in a Sean McVay or a, a Kyle Shanahan or an Andy Reid somebody that can you know and yep. th- and that's what they have they have that dude in Triple H sitting there ready to go yeah i so think like, that think about think about how small of a move that is though like if they just did that one little thing the entire thing changes Agreed. And I, I imagine if if you made a big press release that Vince is stepping down and retiring and Triple H is taking over, the ratings would shoot through that. the fucking roof. I think if he just stuck to like his chairman of the board, if he just stuck to the executive role of like the company and let Triple H run the creative, then that's yeah. that's well, gonna I'm make a huge difference in itself. Whatever public statement they want to make of the, the changing of the guard. However, they want to do that, and it, and it be real and noticeable. Then I think you would get people come back. I think people want good wrestling, like it, and I think people want it from WWE. I know I do. I, I mean, half half of our. And here's the thing: in the microscope, they provide that. Like, if you watch just some of their matches, if in a vacuum, if, they're fucking great if matches. If you watch their dude. stuff on mute, they can, they great. just. They have dudes that put on great matches in their sleep, man. Like uh, last night I was watching part of the pay-per-view and I think New Day came out and I thought about it and I was like, man, I've never seen a bad New Day tag match, especially on a pay-per-view, not a single one. And like, that's ridiculous. You know, that's, that's absurdly good. And in the like to have that is amazing, but if you don't use it, it's kind of like what's the point? Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm not mad. Yeah. At, them in the vacuum I'm, is they can do it. They just have to make some yeah. systemic changes. Yeah. My issue is not with. I mean, they they do. They have some of the best wrestlers on the planet there. It's my issues aren't with that. My issues are yeah. the 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 stupid camera zoom ins on punches and the, sh- the camera shakes when somebody gets Kevin hit Dunn, with a chair. Man, yeah. Get rid of Kevin, Kevin Dunn. Dunn. Good God, get it's, rid of Kevin Dunn. It's Michael Cole screaming, this is a moment, you know, every Honestly, time, every match. But I don't, think, remember I don't all blame the shit Michael we talked about Michael Cole? Remember when Vince left with Undertaker after WrestleMania, Michael Cole called a great fucking last match because he didn't have Vince yelling in his ear, telling Dude, him to say the same shit. Yeah, over Michael over Cole's really good. I that's when I I when I saw Michael guess, Cole call that match I knew you could tell the difference right there, and he's a good he's a good guy for the young guys like I think he really like yeah he got Corey, like people don't want Corey to admit was. it but Michael yeah. Cole's really good when you just let Michael Cole do his thing yeah uh, and I think that would apply to anybody like because I I've heard that from people you know in the business too that's like oh dude their commentary team that's another thing that they could you know do better and 
I can see that, you know, like some of their guys, like they're, uh, they have the one dude who's like, you know, the, the, the MC at the table, you know, for the the Michael Cole. (laughs) I didn't mean it that way, but yeah, you know, they have the Michael Cole. They have the guy who's kind of just like sitting there with his tie on and he's like, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in on Monday Night Raw. And we got a great schedule of matches for you here tonight. And they have that guy, and he kind of sounds the same. And you can close your eyes and plug him in, and they all sound the is, same. Is yeah. Tom Phillips is still doing that? Yeah, Tom Phillips is one of those guys. Okay. I think they have one on – who's the other one? Yeah. They have one for NXT. Or, yeah, he's on NXT. He's one of the lead guys or, uh, after uh, Morrow left. I can't remember. Well, I was Vic Joseph. Long, so. Vic Joseph, yeah, there you yeah. go. Vic Joseph. He's the exact same way. And, like – don't like I understand that they have you need a your straight lace, I guess. Yeah. Those uh, commentators, but like, and I mean, you know, let them do their thing, man. Yeah, not everybody I, needs to be micromanaged. Yeah. yeah, there's just there's a lot of it's it's the production, it's the production of the show. Um, yeah, that needs to change. It needs. It's not. And it's I guess that's what he means when he's talking about the yes men. Is he wants probably is like it's just a changing it like done. Uh, Johnny Ace, good God, Johnny Ace. Uh, hey, Richard. Yeah, baby. Vince. You know, if you just yes, there's some old guard, and you know, it's... and don't get me wrong, wrestling's always been that way, and it always will be. It's a boys' club. Like yeah. that's just the reality of the situation. You know, and that's that's another part. God, the, and the... AEW's not any different. You know, no, it's not. Right. And they they've got they've got some problems that they they've got to work on. You know, that's. But but we talked about that a little a boys bit. Club. Um, more emphasis on the women. They're putting out some of the best matches that you know that you could possibly want. Charlotte and they came get back like a tenth. Of, they get like a tenth of the time. Charlotte um, shows up after six months, wins a tag title. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, that's um, exactly what I thought. I was like, well, I know how this match is gonna go. Yeah. Right. But I mean, uh, NXT's women that that you know getting we talked about it last week, yeah, and, and, and really good roster. That's uh, it's that's it's shit. it's one of those things where it's like you know it's it's not as shallow as it feels, but it feels kind of shallow, and yeah. there's a reason for that, and it's not I, because of the talent, right? True, and I I don't think it should it shouldn't I can't imagine I don't know we've we've I've said it before I don't think it's that hard. The problems that WWE has, they're they're easy to fix, but I don't have shareholders to answer to either. Well, and there it they it's easier said than done too. Trust, like there's, it sounds easy to fix, but <laughs> to actually implement those changes and to see them through, because like yeah. you could easily do some of the things that people have been talking about wanting them to do forever, and then initially it doesn't work out the way you thought it would, and then everybody gets yeah. like, oh shit red alert code red like defcon 5 uh or defcon 1 i don't know uh, yeah i think one's with defcon 1 yeah uh you know Dogs people start freaking me. out and they'll stop paying attention or they'll just be like oh it was a failure but you got to be able to like ride that out and see if it works in the long run you know and if if they don't have faith in any of those changes or decisions <laughs> then it'll all be for naught yeah. But there are plenty of good things to look forward to in 2021. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I promise. I promise, guys. There's plenty of good things to look forward to in the next calendar year. I'm not going to be happy until Shotzi wins the world title. There, I said it. 
It's going to happen. Fucking just you run over Roman with a tank. Sh- you know, Shotzi's your world champ. And then she'll be like, I'm your daddy. I'm your yeah. Pacific. What was the, what's <laughs> I'm, the your, I'm your chief. I'm your yeah, chief. I feel like <laughs> I'm your chief. That's yeah, that well. would get me to tune in. I mm. would I would lose my shit. Um, just make it the Shotzi show. Kev, how are you turning? How are you tuning in, brother? How am you I feeling green, in? Kev? I mean, what's, no, what's... I'll watch it. I mean, like I said, I'll watch the pay per views and everything every once in a while when there's like something that catches my eye. But it's storylines, man. I want storylines. I want something that's going to grab me and like I want the return of factions. I want a I want a memorable Survivor series. I want like shit you're, like that. You're getting some of that. I'm telling you, it's coming. And like, don't get me wrong. Don't throw factions together for the sake of having factions. No, because that's no, what no. they're doing with Gargano and Candice, and I yeah. don't like it. Make it meaningful. But, but yeah, make it mean something, and it's like, yeah, you know. And just and like Undisputed Era is going to show up next year, and they're just going to run the table. Exactly, and it's like people, like yeah, get groups like Undisputed Era, and just get those, and like just and that, and make Survivor Series if it's if it's gonna you know still be in November, make that the blow off of all of that, the culmination, and because it's like Survivor Series has fallen by the wayside, and. It's like it kind of lost its uh, it lost its all of its like meaning. You know, it's like the lamest of the big four now. Yeah. Don't yeah ditch the brand supremacy thing. Yeah, I mean, because well, unless if you can have brand supremacy, make it count. You know, make it like the World Series. You know, or make it like the All Star Game for baseball. Give it stakes, brother. Give yeah. it stakes. Like, make it I, mean something. I, I we said this last year. I said you know for WrestleMania, make it like whoever win whichever brand wins Survivor <laughs> Series gets to headline WrestleMania. Maybe that's keep a pretty it cool yeah it's an easy stipulation and then it kind of like sets the tail there so people will know what to expect leading into wrestlemania with like what story to really like follow and everything <laughs> and that's where the road to wrestlemania begins at survivor series instead of at royal rumble that's Kev's what... a fucking genius guys someone yeah, hire this man they Kev for creative. you can hire me but <laughs> it's gonna go to a fucking audience of one so Kev's, isn't that Kev's the trick isn't that the trick He's yeah. gonna have a ska band on stage at all times. Hell yeah, I'll be Sammy Zayn's backup, dude. There we go. I'll be a stunt double, but like his Mizdow stunt double, where I'm just gonna be on the side of the ring doing like Hell stunts. Yeah. <laughs> and the ribs gonna be on Sammy because you're gonna get more over than Sammy. And- oh, Biggie throwing you around like you're a fucking muppet. <laughs> be awesome. Sammy's in there taking all the bumps, doing all the work, and you're out there getting over for doing. Dick. Absolutely not. You throw giving my taking bumps on my own. Just doing my own. No. That's that's a dream, man. That is. All right. So <laughs> with that, we've we've spent like about an hour just, you know, talking WWE. So for those of you that have been sorry guys. Yeah. I know our predominantly indie audience is like, what the fuck is this shit? Um hold on, we gotta get something indie wants- in there real quick. I would hope let's get something Indian in there. Uh, hey, uh, shout out to DJ Stewart who just kind of put out a video this week on behalf of Journey Pro to say like, "Hey, we're still here." Hell yeah, nice cool. See. I, they've been super quiet, understandably so, but uh, just him popping up every once in a while. It's like oh, yeah, Journey's Journey. coming back with a vengeance yeah. when this fucking pandemic. I know, right? Over. I can't wait. Just letting you guys know that right now. It'll be great and much needed. I'm going to apologize for the dogs <laughs> going ape shit this whole show. Damn it. So, Winter Solstice. No, my right. dogs are doing it too. They're just being it's the planets, extra, brother. Extra bitching. Tonight, Did you guys see it? So. By the way, before we leave, tonight's happening. You could see Venus and like some other planet, like super the planets close are all lining other. up or something. Yeah, yeah it's pretty Dude, crazy. I've seen astrology social media pages making a huge deal about it for like yeah. a week. It's the first time in 400 years this has happened. 
So By the way, guys, y'all. the Wait, second no, half going to be way too late. <laughs> the uh, the second half of the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game going on right now at halftime. Bengals lead 17-0. <laughs> what? We were joking about that before the show. We made a joke. What a wild. It's actually, I hope. I hope it happens. I hope now, it happens. see, yeah, somebody's gonna be listening to this on Tuesday. They're like, "The fucker jinxed it." Yeah, right. When it's like yeah, 42 17 Steelers. Bum, 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 bum. Let's hope this doesn't age poorly tomorrow when it comes right. out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, God. Well, you know, if you had anything to add to, you know, tell us what your suggestions are for WWE. We're Please. happy to hear it. Um, you know, you can feel free to reach out to us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're all at uh, 3B yes, Wrestling please do Pod. It. Yeah. Uh, you can also email us at 3B Wrestling Podcast at gmail.com. And you can email Even if you want to say some stupid shit, you want to yell at me and tell me how much I suck. <laughs> go wow. ahead. Do it. Wow, really? Do it. You I mean you oh, have to try to get you to wrestle over in England. I was like, gonna say, here comes Ratty. Ratty's gonna start typing his uh, tweet right now. Hey Ratty, if you wanna fucking pay for my ticket and you know, put me up in a nice hotel and get me a match somewhere, sure, you go right ahead, brother. Get you in on the UK scene. You tell me I there suck as much as you possibly want. <laughs> oh, dude, I feel like the UK scene would eat me alive. I am not nearly proficient. Is your chest at, ready at, for uh, those wrestling. slaps? They just they'd eat me alive, brother. <laughs> Be brutal. Um, so I, you know, I don't normally do this because, uh, you know, life can happen, things can, and of course, if I say this, it's going to jinx it, and something is going to happen. Um, yeah, what are you doing? Well, I was going to talk about who. Us potentially having a guest next week. Ooh. Uh, so, you know, I'll just go ahead and I'll throw it out there. Uh, so next week we are planning on having uh, Heidi Howitzer on the show. Yes. Uh, we're really stoked for, for that. Um, Dallas has been on a, a show with her before. Uh, they were on the same card. They didn't, you know, wrestle, obviously. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to have her on. Uh, so if you've got any questions for her, uh, send them our way. I'll, I'll probably tweet out something about it. T- you know, as as the show airs, so feel free to send us uh, any closing out twenty twenty with a bang. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. And then after that, so probably the first week of January, uh, you know, Dallas suggested we have some sort of kind of an award show. So I think we're <laughs> we're tentatively calling them the Bruises. Uh, I love know. it. I think it's so funny. <laughs> I, I guess that'd be an Oscar with like a black eye or something. I guess would be our. our <laughs> Yeah. our actual award um it's just so machamp yeah, we'll holding com- like eight belts <laughs> right. machamp yeah machamp oh, yeah. that'd be great um uh, so yeah we'll have to come up with some uh awards to hand out for for a pandemic riddled year so uh keep that in mind and and again if you have suggestions feel free to reach out to us and and send us some stuff um uh, so, yeah, yeah, what categories yeah. should we be handing out I know, awards that's, for? That's, I'm trying to figure out what 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 types of awards we're gonna hand. Oh, out. We're, we got to do we got to do a little bit of everything, man. We got to sprinkle in some like sprinkle in some Razzies, like mm-hmm. yeah, best exactly. choke job of 2020. Whoa, the Pornhub already cornered the... that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> what market they have left? Did you, did you see that whole thing about how they basically cut off every oh, yeah, like... the Pornhub snap? Yeah, yeah. Like they, like Wait, Pornhub what? snapped. They did the Thanos they, snap, they and like half the, their the library Thanos disappeared. Snap. They removed yeah. all their unverified videos. 
So, so all the videos. Fancy celebrity now to, to post your. Or so I'm told. I've never been to Pornhub.com. <laughs> I've never been to www. <laughs> 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 or so I'm told. Yes, yeah, so, so that's why it's Pornhub. Oh wait, no. I, I read The Verge. The Verge. So. <laughs> oh, I heard from a guy. Who I know yeah, this dude was just telling me about Pornhub the other day. A heathen. I was on my way to church, and this this heathen <laughs> said something about a website and stepbrother stepsister videos it was really weird oh i tried to tell God. him no not... mike cut the show cut the show mike cut him off stop him i'm the one with it's the record button <laughs> how's, oh, how's, no. that for adult, how's that for adult content vince yeah tv ma <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> let's get out of here guys Bye, everybody. So, yeah, folks, thank you. God bless you if you made it this far. Uh, thank you so much for <laughs> listening to us. And we say that every week. Every week. Dream. I know, we really do. <laughs> it's, it's like, bless you. What are we going to talk about? I, I don't know if we're going to have enough content an hour and a half later. <laughs> <That too. laughs> every fucking week. <laughs> so, uh, you know, everybody, I, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. You know, we'll still have a show next week, so we'll we'll get to wish you a happy new year at that point. Um, but if you don't listen to next week's episode, happy new year. If you don't listen you know. to next week's episode, bro, fuck you, man. Our, oh. our interviews are our best show, so you better listen next week. Yeah. What's your problem? Good huh? ones. You think you're better <laughs> than me? Now, yeah. so come to your house. We'll you don't know me. Your, your, your iPod Nano that you're trying to listen to shows on. Do iPad Nano still exist? <laughs> Oh yeah, they yes. still exist. Yes, they do. Now it's just iPhone nanos. They basically say, take it's your, just, your old yeah. iPhones and turn them into. Shit. Oh my god, we can. All right, we gotta well, go. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> Bye, everybody, right. merry happy Thanks Toyotathon. Later, Toyotathon. Right. <laughs> happy Toyota. <laughs>